You are listening to Arts on the Air, a bi-weekly-ish interview show dedicated to Savannah, Georgia's artists, musicians, and authors. Each episode will feature a guest in conversation about their philosophy, practice, and current projects, as well as their thoughts on the state of the arts in our community of Savannah. Our theme music is a clip of Summer Nights by the Eric Jones Trio. It's provided by our friend Mark Chesnow, who plays with the Eric Jones Trio every Thursday and Sunday at Good Times Jazz Bar downtown. Hey everyone, welcome to Arts on the Air. This is Tamara Garvey and I'm with Matt Eckstein, local musician. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's good to be here. I wanted to start off just super recently you had cool shows that you played with the Savannah, Savannah Philharmonic, right? Yeah. Yeah, the holiday shows. How did you get involved with those? Well, it was definitely one of the coolest things I've ever been a part of and Ricardo Ochoa is the a violinist and uh, this was a show that he produced yeah, uh, he, he invited me, oh, cool. and uh, it was uh, it was kind of a new concept for them, where they were wanting to kind of shake things up a little bit, maybe bring in some some uh, local talent to sing in front of the Philharmonic. Yeah. So what an honor to to be one of those people that got chose, you know? Yes, yeah, so it was almost like a mashup of um, like traditional classical instruments and then kind of folksy local people. Yeah, like yeah. in blues and jazz. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Why was it? So it was called Holiday Stories of Savannah. Was it kind of Savannah-centered songs or? Not really songs, stories? but what it was was you you had the Philharmonic was doing their normal, like some cr- beautiful Christmas songs or holiday songs. Like they, they actually, they did Hanukkah songs. They did oh, all they kinds did. of different stuff. That's yeah. Nice. And um, they, uh, they would play these videos in between a song and it would be somebody in the community here in Savannah from all different parts of the community telling a story about growing up here or, you know, the holidays here. Oh. And then he would go into the next song and then they had about four different, four or five different people come out and play a few songs or sing a few songs like yeah. Eric Culberson did a few songs Lake and Love yeah Teddy Adams myself and I think that's I think that was it you know okay. and it was it was just it was great and then at the end we all did John Lennon's Happy Christmas oh War is Over you all jammed out together yeah we did yeah. and it was <laughs> it was I mean it that's was so a cool beautiful moment that's like that classic um band-aid song of all the musicians together right I mean, but, uh, it, it's kind of like we are the world, yeah. in a way. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool thing. I didn't realize there was, it was going to be intercut with people speaking of stories of Savannah. That's very cool. Yeah, so yeah. it was, and it was just in the Lucas Theater, which yeah, is, beautiful. Uh, you know, when you, when you love being a performer and you're in that kind of a space, it, you can't help but go, well, this is why I got into yeah. this business. <laughs> I bet when you step out, it's just like the grandeur yeah. of looking out at the theater. It must be really fun. It is. It was, it, it's a beautiful place. I've, I've played, that was my third time doing a show there. Yeah. Well, it's too bad he only, you know, that it was just one day. I would love, do you think that there's a chance that he is able to get that theater and do future things like this again? Well, I, I certainly hope so. so. Yeah, it sounds I, really cool. I'd be there wearing a bow, you know? <laughs> For sure. You'd be there with bells on. I would. Playing a bell. Yes. Okay. Um, so speaking of instruments, so you play um, primarily guitar and sing, is that right? Yes, those are my main things. Okay. When did you um, when did you first start getting into 
learning guitar? Uh, like probably sixth grade. Okay. I think that's when I was like, I had a buddy who was playing Metallica riffs in his bedroom. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you can do that? <laughs> you know? He's like, and anyways, so I was like, well, if he can, if he's pulling that off, like, I, like, I think I could try. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it was Metallica the first got you into it. I mean, just seeing him playing like a riff that I knew. Yeah. You know, that I was like, whoa. Did you kind of just like get a guitar and started teaching yourself through those music books that you buy at music stores? I got my first guitar for a Christmas present. Uh, it was a red kind of like Stratocaster knockoff. Cool. And a little amp, a little practice amp. And it, it came with a few guitar lessons. And the guy was really a, a cool guy, and he, and he 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 realized that what I wanted to do was learn how to play like this song by Green Day, yeah, or you know, or Nirvana. I think it was "Come As You Are," it, but it was like an easy song. I personally, yeah, that was like I think the first one of the only things I ever learned was how to play "Come As You Are." Yeah, as yeah, well, I think guitar. it's a classic it's thing easy. for a guitar teacher. Yeah. You know, be like, dang, 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was... Look, Ma! <laughs> yeah. yeah, for me, it was my stepbrother who taught me that. Yeah, yeah, well, look look at that. We have <laughs> root, deep roots. Cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, that it, that kind of got me going, and, yeah. and then I learned uh, how to play the power chord, which is just this a simple for people that don't play guitar it's just a simple way to to move around and play notes but like you learn just one pattern okay and um you don't have to learn all these different places to put your fingers it's the same and then you move it around and like the ramones music was all that i would think especially like if you're young and you have kind of small hands does that sort of make it easier it, yeah position? it definitely made it easy i think started a band with, with some of my best friends and we were like you know it was like a little gang yeah you know you were doing covers of the like grunge music we were doing blink 182 generally okay. uh, like like that was our like you know green day <laughs> blink 182 yeah like pop like pop punk music how did you was singing was that hard for you to get into like being the singer or were you from the beginning you thought you wanted to sing in front of people too yeah, I did. I did want to do you that. Did. Yeah. Were you were never nervous about that? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Eyes were closed for a long time. <laughs> you know. Okay, so you went through high school doing that. Where did you grow up? In the Cleveland, Ohio area. Okay. And then, what brought you to Savannah? I was. Uh, I moved to Beaufort, South Carolina, about a year after high school. I went to college for a, like a year and, and, a, and a semester. Okay. And then I came home because it just, I, I just kind of wasn't really seeing that it was ex and it's expensive and I just wasn't like seeing like me being very interested in anything yeah. at the time. You were just interested in music as a career? No, or? I was I was not really thinking of music as a career at that point. Okay. I was like, maybe I should go to business school or maybe I should, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, and then I was like, okay, let me go, let me go home and work for the summer. You know, my, my family had a, a tire business, so I like, we did that. Yeah. And then I saved some money and I was going to do something. I was going to, I just wanted to go somewhere new, you know, classic Ohio boy. Like I got to get out of here. Like, you know, <laughs> you have or, to go either East or West. I have to go somewhere. I, like, Ocean's calling me, yeah. you know? And, um, there was an opportunity to move to Beaufort 
South Carolina, which is only an hour away from Savannah. That seems so random. I can't imagine even a family there. heard of Beaufort. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful so little town. Why. And the, the job was, was I could come down and I could work in the kitchen at this restaurant that they just opened up. And they also were like, we know you play guitar and sing well. And this is my aunt and uncle, by yeah. the way, I'm sorry. And um, so there was already like an opportunity to, to have a, like a gig. Oh, that's great. You know, like every yeah. Friday. You were going to be their house band. Yeah. And then it turned into like my, I call him my uncle. It's my aunt's brother. Like, but we're, he's my uncle Jeff. And he really helped me learn like songs that were, I would consider like Southern in a way. Like yeah. uh, that just songs I didn't grow up with. Like The Weight. Like like um just yeah just a different playlist like this kind of 60s and 70s southern yeah like bands. alabama or like or um marshall tucker or yeah. you know just like a different kind of music that i loved and i was interested in like the blues too at this point so like there was this idea of like oh like i'm gonna go down and like there's I'm, there's gonna be great music which there was yeah so that was great so you're interested in expanding culturally yeah, and just was interested in everything and just being like, let me try something new. And I loved Buford. I started playing music there immediately. Within two years, I was um, starting to to book solo gigs or duo oh, cool. gigs. And, and yeah, So every Friday night you were playing at this restaurant? Yeah, for a few years. Okay. Was it, it was just you singing and playing guitar? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and like we weren't even plugged in. We were just because it was a very small room, so yeah. that was cool. Yeah. And um, and I think we end um, we ended up eventually plugging in and all that too. Okay. But uh, but, but it <laughs> started out like pretty. Yeah, we went. Yeah, it was like <laughs> exactly. It was like Dylan went electric. Yeah. <laughs> you were just like Dylan. <laughs> just like. Um, and then so then like people were eating this restaurant and you I'm sure like where we get out really quickly and so you get. It other was gigs. great. Like prac. Yes, it was great practice to kind of learn how to perform to like an audience that was also you know eating dinner and a like, captive audience little, like an like a semi-captive audience like it was like how it was to blend in but also there was a lot of people there that were enjoying it for yeah. sure oh yeah i guess um like working out the level of how like obtrusive you're supposed to be in a situation it, like that yeah no it was good it was a very good learning uh thing occur for that because it was different you yeah know? yeah different than just like concert the, yeah where they're looking you know? at you the whole thing yeah yeah, yeah so it was nice cool. it was it's kind of a, a, and then uh so did you so during that period did you start to think that like you wanted that it might be possible to just do it i just think at that point in my life like i was in my young 20s i just was i just was like i wanted to do music loved it i loved music and but it just it, it then it, it just doesn't it's just one of those things that kind of started picking up where I was doing maybe two a week. Yeah. And then, and I was, a, and I worked at a cool restaurant where I waited tables. It was the worst server they ever had to, but, uh, <laughs> but it was, but yeah, I had fun, you know? And yeah, it was, uh, I was playing at that restaurant. They used to go, Hey Matt, uh, when you're done with your, this last round of tables, like, like go play, oh. let, let play because it's gonna be a good night. You oh, know, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. I was playing. So you there. Could just jump up there anytime. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I was I was playing there, and I met somebody who, and I got cards made. Like I had just gotten my card made, my yeah. first one, 
and I gave a card to a table and they were like, this was great. Like, we're, we're, we do booking in Savannah or, you know, I'm like, cool. Like, like, let me know. Yeah. And it, some just, it, I got lucky. The person that was booked to open up the Bohemian hotel in Savannah, this was in 2008. Mm-hmm. I guess that musician fell through. So they had to, they called me cause they had my card. Right. Wow. So, and it, the, and I did the opening weekend Oh, the opening of the hotel? At that hotel. And I was not ready for that. Yeah. You know, like I borrowed a PA from some, like my sound system from like somebody else. Like they call you to do the show and you're like, sure, I can do that. I didn't even have like like a real pickup in my guitar. Yeah. You know. But you made it work. I just went up there and 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 it worked out and they were, do you want to do this next weekend? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. And then they were like, do you want to do this? For the rest of the month and i was like yes and at that point i'm i just moved to savannah oh, okay i was like i'm moving to savannah like wow because it was you know i was like this is uh this is i'm gonna it, it's time to move to savannah yeah it's you obviously know? way bigger here were yeah. you before that were you already like from beaufort were you already coming to savannah a bit and no, seeing it and not learning? really oh, okay. i'd been a few times like i came to saint patrick's day because i i have yeah. i do have some very dear friends really kind of like family friends in a way like that live in savannah so i had the best people ever to call and help me or like you know have any questions for them they they helped me with like yeah. they found the, i found the, the right landlord the right for the first you know everything was it was i yeah. was lucky that also as if it was like 2008 era i lived here then too and it was a lot easier and it was crazy cheap and yeah I was downtown and, and yeah. it was it, I don't even want to say how cheap it was because it's just not fair <laughs> um yeah okay so so you had this like steady gig at the Bohemian and then you moved here and do you remember um like kind of the music scene in general like other places that you would go out to I'm imagining oh, yeah, like the I'm, Jinx you would go to a lot I remember yeah I remember everything really yeah um and uh yeah I do I would go to the I would always go to the Mercury Lounge it was yeah. what uh now it's um it's next whatever it's called now barrel house maybe yeah it's always something and they had the the rat pack mural behind the band you know and uh i would see i the first person i saw was eric culverson band oh really and i was like holy shit i gotta get better yeah like you know (laughs) like quick and um uh and then i would see bottles and cans ray lundy and those guys and i think holy shit i gotta get i'm sorry I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get better, yeah. you know. And um, who else was I? What I see back then, it was, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I definitely remember seeing those, the, uh, the train wrecks. Yeah. And I walked, you know, Eric Dunn is the bass player for them. He he became so glad I met him so fast, and I just I wasn't afraid to go. Hey man, like you seem really cool, <laughs> like. Like, hey, can I tag along yeah. with you, you know? Like, yeah. I just kind of moved here, you know, and uh, I started going to, like, the jam night down there. Um, it was on, oh, cool. what was it called, Fiddlers? They, had, oh, they used yeah. to have a Tuesday jam night. Yeah, and, I know, like, on River Street, there were a lot more, River Street and Bay Street used to have a mm-hmm. lot more and the live, live wire music, was a, regular was, things. Live Wire was the music hall down there. They had a jam yeah. night. and. Um, Did you ever go to Bay Street Blues? Um, I've been, I, I, that was not, like, a place that I would generally go to but i've been in there yeah. numerous times over the years i remember going there for karaoke yeah oh yeah it's been around a long time that would be i think mcdonough's was where i or when i did that probably. yeah would you ever okay so as somebody who was like 
professionally now playing guitar and singing, would you go around to karaoke nights just for like for fun to like try out new songs? It's like honing your voice uh, in a way or No. I did definitely did not. Matter of fact, I really haven't I really wasn't confident in my vocal abilities mm. until the last few years. I don't know why. Yeah. Um oh I'd know why actually. I know exactly why. Uh I started singing with this guy named Evan Rose, who's a talent musician in town here and He's a bluegrass singer, and they they know how to get their voice out above all those instruments. But they just they, they use one microphone, mm-hmm. and I started singing with him a bunch. And I was like, I got it. Same deal. I was like, I got to I got to get better because like I have to be on the same volume with him. And he, I mean, you know, and I I told him that, and he, you know, he's like, you did this for me. I was like, blah blah blah. Like that's what it's about, you know. Yeah. Getting better, you know, like. Uh, so what, did you, what does that mean, getting better? Like, what Just how to sing, how to project your voice but yeah. in a way that's, it's an art form, I think. You know, like anything, it's, yeah. it's um, and you, you, once you learn how to do it, it's, uh, it's different. You know? Some people have that, like, and they just have that. I yeah. had to, I've had to work really hard at everything that I do, you know? Yeah, and I guess nowadays there's, like, everybody, there's YouTube tutorials for everything. So if you need to learn something like that, you can, like, turn to that to help you but yeah I know when you're talking about when you first moved here in 2008 there wouldn't have been that as a when as did a method when did that like when did the YouTube <laughs> when did YouTube phenom like really yeah. be like everything I do I'm like tr- I was like folding my suit pants last night I'm like how do I actually fold my suit pants yeah you can to put turn away to, it's amazing that I learned every, it's so many selfless people who have taken the time to create a little video of themselves doing things they're um you know they're they're saints in their own way. I've, when I've needed to, when my, when my printer has a jam and it's not making prints well, I've had to turn to YouTube to learn how to clean out the inkwells in my printer. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, go, I even like Googled what kind of pants should I wear the other day. I mean, I mean like it's getting out of control. I did. It's, it's funny that you were talking about your voice. Cause I did actually want to ask you if like, if, um, you had to like overtly work on it and if it had changed and that's just like the style that you're singing like it sounds like when you started in high school you were singing like blink 182 and green day and it was just sort of standard like maybe yelling and now you're this like <laughs> kind of soft nice like americana blues if you'd had to like formally like come up with a voice that would be your voice yeah you know um i i don't know you i, I definitely think i was just try, like back in the high school days i was just trying to sound I was, you know, you're learning so much that you're just imitating. Yeah. You know, really. And I still, I still imitate, I can imitate John Prine's voice. I can, you know, and then it's after a few more runs, and especially when you get on stage, that stuff kind of falls away. Like the imitation falls away and you, you just eventually, if you keep at it, I think you just find your voice. Yeah. You it's know? really, it's really the same, I guess, with painting as well. Where they start you out just imitating other people and yeah, and, the materials. And I still look at everything that way, you know. Um, like, like it's a, like if, if you had all these paints on a, on a, like like all these colors, right? It's a, oh, like let me use that for, I'm gonna use that like a little bit of like of a prime mannerism with this guitar. Yeah. It's like a little tip of the hat, and that's cool. And then. It's like borrowing all these influences. Like, that's what all of our heroes have done. You know, it, to some degree, every painter, like, because that's your thing. and Yeah. Or, you know, art, drawing, and 
they've all like something had caught their eye they're like wow like i need to learn how to do that yeah and then it's like you have that in your arsenal now everybody is like a stew like a mix of your own things and then little things that influenced you and that's cool i love to see the influence uh, and you know and things and i'm the first person to say oh yeah like totally i'm that's what i'm that is where i'm coming from with that yeah yeah you know or whatever yeah that so if people know john prine really well they could like watch you perform and they would see oh this guy was definitely influenced by him yes yeah i, I think that 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 would be pretty undeniable you know <laughs> um okay so i just wanted to go back so you said when you first moved here you had this regular thing at the bohemian hotel which is really cool and then did gradually you just were joining other people's bands kind of different places around town no not that um i actually that started going great that whole thing was it was it was going fantastic and yeah they were they were like we just want to work with you for for the you know for perceivable uh, future i'm like okay like what does that mean does that mean like like three months does that mean and they're like let's just do the year so you had like a contract kind of I had a verbal contract, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. I was like, okay. You had yeah. a handshake agreement. I did. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I felt good about it. I really did. And I checked in constantly, you know? Yeah. And it, but it was, it was a very awesome thing. And I said, okay, and I have a budget for a, for a band, you know, just to see what they said. Yeah. So I got, I got one day a week where I got to put a band together. So I called it. Eric Dunn, who's okay. my, my buddy, and I said, man, I'm looking for a bass player first, you know, and I got, you know, he was like, man, my friend Zach, he's, I'm going to try to talk like Dunn, he's like, yeah, man, like, he's, he's heading home from out west, he's on his, he's like driving now, you know, and I was like, well, tell him that I want to meet him and let's play some music, mm-hmm. so we got together and we played music, and I was like, all right, I love this dude. He's cool. What, and he what did sounds he play? great. Upright bass and okay. sang harmony with me and we were just and we just had a great time and nice. and we were we were just like I guess I would have been like how old would I have been? Early twenties and I mean I was like, We're gonna do it. We're gonna take over the world, man. Yeah. Or you know, just just like I mean we were just like being silly like that, like like no, like this is great, like let's work on it, let's practice. Where where yeah. would you practice? Just at my house, at my apartment on okay. uh, off on Lincoln downtown. Okay. I lived in a Victorian, like really huge, uh, just like the the weirdest like layout ever. Just like yeah. this giant room. Yeah. And then like a tiny weird hall- hallway, and then like a scary bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like terrified of that bedroom, you know. I was just you know, and, but it was. Uh, it was probably haunted. It it was I never like felt super comfortable in there. Yeah. But um. So you had a room where you had like all the instruments set up, and that's where you guys. Or yeah, that was just my living room. Yeah. Like and and the what would you call it? Like a parlor. parlor. I had like a huge parlor. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And a big porch, and like it was beautiful. We practiced there. Yeah. And then we we started going to the open mics, doing our thing, right? To meet people, we met a, a great drummer and. We did that for a while, and we were called the accomplices. That's okay. how it started, and that thing just started growing. And we met Colleen, who's a fiddle player, and we kind of turned more into like the string band, oh. going for like the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons era. Yeah, it was that era. <laughs> yeah, it was that era totally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did great. And were you guys writing songs together? Yeah, too? we were. And 
And J- Jason, there's a guy, Jason Bible. He's uh, you should interview him sometime. Okay. Very interesting artist and songwriter, and and he was just uh, really supportive, and uh, and I was like, man, he, they're already making records. Like they're making their second record. I'm like, whoa! Like I want to make an album and yeah. have a like a like a CD like in a jewel case. Yeah, a physical thing. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like that was early enough that that was still the medium. Yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, yeah, that, we did it, and it just you know, and, and then what, what was his name again? That's Jason. Uh, well, I was talking. Jason Bible was the train wrecks. Okay, but he he was a. Uh, you know, like when he was making albums, that kind of, you know, I was like, oh, like it was the same thing when I, with where I saw the other musicians. I was like, I need, I need to be on that level. Yeah. You know, I have to. Yeah, you're like looking ahead for a level up. Yeah, yeah. like you have to, I think. Yeah. You know? Sorry, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if he meant that he was the one who like helped you guys record or. No, just the inspiration of okay. like, well, they're doing it. They're making records. Yeah. And you know, I was just like, we need to do that. How did you guys record? We recorded the same studio that a lot of us did. It was um, Elevated Basement Studios here. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Rose was the the he like produced and engineered our first one and yeah. part of and then part of I mean I think we I've done four records with Kevin. And that was around until just like a year or two, like yeah. kind of recently, right? Mm-hmm. He had yeah. that studio. Yeah. Yeah. How did the, how did the recording process go? Were there surprises at just, all? Or it was awesome. Yeah. You know? Was it like what you'd always dreamed of? Yeah, it was fun. It was it was great, and okay. it's also like extremely frustrating, and and uh, and but it was the first front one was was great. Yeah. For Were there sure. technical things that surprised you at all, or that you had to really learn about? Oh yeah, you're like oh that's what I sound like, huh? Well, that's not gonna do. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, listening to your voice let is me, painful. Uh, let me go back. Uh, let, let me let me come back to that tomorrow. Yeah. I yeah. had that when I was first like started to do this interview and editing it. Then, yeah, listening to your own voice is really painful. But over time, it just becomes like an objective thing where I hear it. And I'm like, I'm able to just like be like, all right, well, that's what my voice is. I got to edit this thing. Yeah. There's a learning curve to it. And uh, Kevin was was cool because he was confident you know, in, in, in what he's doing. Yeah. And he also had like a very like calming, like quality to him, you know, or, you know, he just, he didn't give you much if like, like either way, like, uh, which was, okay. It's kind of like nice in a way. Cause, but if it was good, he would be like, yeah, like that, that one was, I think that's the one right there. He was like understated. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of a nice way to be. Yeah. I think. Did you, so during this period, did you have a day job too? No, I've, I haven't had, a, um, I haven't had a job, like a real, I've done like some like gigs, you could say, like like a, here and there over the years, but this is all I do is, really? yeah, is music. So even back when you started and it was like this Bohemian thing? Yeah, when you, I started in 2008, that was like a goal. Yeah. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to just be a musician now. That's cool. You could just live on it. I mean, again, like we said, the rents were very cheap back mm-hmm. then, so that yeah. you were able to live on this. Yeah, and I've done a few other things like over the years. I I used to work for Savannah Music Festival for oh, like yeah. like uh, production crew. I've done that. I've done, you know, um, like different uh, seasonal things. Just little things like that. I have done. But, yeah. But um, uh, you know, it's just, I'm on full time. That's amazing. Full timer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So when you guys, when you did that first album, what, what year was it that you did? That would have been 2010. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your album, and then you were performing around town. Were you like, did you go on tour outside of Savannah too? We did. We, 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 we were around though for almost uh, 10 years. Wow. So by 2014, we were touring. You just can't linger on feeling so. Usually, like a week to two week loops of the southeast. Okay, that was kind of like our 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 thing. And then we went out west a few um, a few times. Yeah, and that was super cool. Like that was new. And we were in like a we had a van like a it was a uh, fifteen passenger uh, old church, red church bus. Oh, nice! It, it still had the church's name and everything on it. So we're like, that's <laughs> yeah. that, that's fine. Yeah. So leave it alone. So you looked like a group, like a like a Mormon singing group going on. Yeah, around. we were we were a Baptist singing group riding <laughs> down the road, you know? I love it. And um that was uh that was some good times. We were we were really tight. We practiced we were really we we're very serious about that band. Yeah. Yeah. Heading out of got my dog and my pickup truck. Going down to Georgia, try my love. Oh and King. One of these days I'm gonna lose it all. And you guys started going on a few tours outside of town in the southeast and then out west a little bit. And I was kind of curious how you um, how you put that together. Did you have a manager or booker or something like that? So we were DIY and. Zach, who was the bass player, and he was kind of like our the a big part of like the face of the business. I think. Yeah. I was more the creative and uh, music. He was like the marketing, and he was more the marketing and business, and and he just did such a good job with that. And he was just he just would do it. Like he would just make the calls, make yeah. the emails. And we had a great package, you know, of stuff to, to present to the, those yeah. venues. And it's, it seems like it's a lot of like administrative and planning work to reach out and organize and like schedule it to where you're driving around and it makes sense driving wise and all the arrangements. It sure is. It yeah. definitely is. It, so it must be a real skill to do all that. It must be. And I, and I, I, I don't think I, I have it in me. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are driving around in a little Baptist church bus. Yeah. Any, um, any, Really crazy story from the road. Anything that happened? Well, I, I do I do know that it, we we only broke down one time, mm. and it was in Florida, and it was about an hour away from where my my gram my grandfather and grandmother lived in Florida, and he came to the rescue and like he had all these tools, and then we ended up like getting it towed to this place, and we got to spend all this like a few days with in their world like you know and that was probably with your grandparents yeah yeah and and, like i know i knew them well but like not as well because they'd been in florida right Mm. 
So it was, uh, that was, I really cherished that more than anything that, yeah. that we, like that the, the old bus decided to break down there, you know, so they hosted your whole band. basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we had, it was so awesome. I mean, and they were all like, Oh my God, Matt, like we totally like, like you make a lot more sense now after we saw your grandfather. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was cool. But did your grandparents come to your next gig then? They came to the gig that we had played that night. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a movie, like breaking down and then some long lost relatives take the whole band in and then you have waxy, wacky things together. Um, you know, and, and, and put it at Christmas in like a small town and yeah. we have a Hallmark like plot, <laughs> like ready to go for yeah. 2024. And then at the end, the grandparents come on stage and jam with you. Yes, and yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> nice. right, we we can't give it all away. Okay, um, all right. Well, so you so your band, the accomplices. You guys were together for about ten years total. You said it's right, yeah, around that. When did that wind down? So that would have ended in like two thousand seventeen, maybe. Okay, it seems. And, like, I mean, that's a long time to keep like a group of people together doing a business together. Did it just sort of get hard, like personalities wise? It just wasn't working anymore, or. That was no. I think that was okay. I, I, it was really more just we had a, there was a a couple in the band, and uh, they were married, and yeah, they were uh, they just were thinking of maybe moving somewhere else, kind of thing. Okay, and uh, and then a job kind of came up, and it made sense. So when that happened, it was it was it was very quick too. Like it was like a they didn't. I don't think they expected like it to be like. Like, oh my gosh, we're moving next month kind of thing. Yeah. But that's the way the, the jobs go with things. So that was like, okay, a big, like, you know, kind of like barreling down a mountainside in a way. You know, like, like as far as your career goes, you know, in a way you're yeah. like, okay, like that. Because you were surviving, like you were full time, you were surviving off this band playing. Pretty much at yeah. that point in time, like it, it was like the, that was the goal. The, like the solo thing was really on the, on the low simmer, you yeah. know, in the back of the oven, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So, and then uh, that was just like a, that was like an interesting period and it's, it was like climbing a mountain. You know? So did you guys think, like the remaining members of the band, did you think for a while about just getting new people to replace them and keep the band going? So like, no, because it was such a collective of like, we were four part harmony singers and stuff. So uh, okay. it was such a collective, but Stan, who's the drummer and one of my best friends, we have continued to play okay. and, and work together. We work great. So we we striked up a little little quartet with some good players mark yeah is in it uh mark chesano who player. does our intro and outro music for the show wow. hey nice plug mark good <laughs> job and uh you know and then who's the fourth it, that was just like floating okay uh, around you know um it was just like kind of a loose thing it was like stan and i we were called chameleon brotherhood and we'll still play i'm actually i think i'm wearing a chameleon brotherhood shirt right now Look at that. Nice. Repping my, <laughs> yeah. my brand. Subconsciously. Um, uh, and, then, and then I did a solo record and started kind of focusing on on that, you know? Yeah. And uh, That's cool. So you said you guys were doing four-part harmonies together. It sounds like the mamas and the papas, which is cool. It could be. You know, it was. It, I think we were a little bit more in, like, the, the bluegrass territory of that yeah. kind of thing. But I'm not really I, – I wasn't raised or – 
grew up listening to bluegrass music. I didn't even know about it until I was in my, my 20s, yeah. really. You when know? you came to Beaufort? Uh, kind of, yeah. Like I, I, Savannah, really. You yeah. Know? But I, I wasn't familiar with it as much. So then you started, you transitioned into like doing more solo and you, for the first time in a long time, I guess you were writing songs by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd always kind of done that. I I always presented my songs to the band in a way, and then we would work them out. Okay. You know, but, uh, so it was just me and, and, but I, I surround myself with great people and, and just kind of started trying to figure it out the next thing. And, you know, you, you just kind of. Yeah. You make mistakes. You 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 you, um, you do things that are good. You you uh, like I certainly know I did things that were that looking back I'm like well you know I probably rushed that I could have done that you know but but whatever it's all like learning yeah. you know. I'm not sure I bet this looks like heaven. See that sail take to the breeze. So where were you? Um, where were you playing out in public at, around this time? I was I was playing just in kind of Savannah, and and it was a uh, it was just it was definitely like trying to figure it out, and then. I don't really remember when, where I was playing okay. per se, but like, but I was playing, you know, a few times a week, I'm sure, in, yeah. in a, a restaurant or a little bar, and that I'm not, I'm very comfortable in those places, and so it was easy. It just took me some a minute to kind of get my confidence back. I think, yeah. really, more than anything, you know. Okay, so you did. Um, you had one album, like right then initially when you became solo and then I was reading on your website that I guess during the pandemic you that was when you came up with and did your second album I guess is that right uh, yeah you second were solo alone little blue. home alone yeah. in your home studio then mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was great yeah um, that was that's definitely I'm very proud of that re- record like how it came out the yeah. songs I like and uh and just the experience was cool it was like, like very, my little the, the like introversion of just being kind of alone with your thoughts for like we all were for quite a while and then doing this whole project by yourself yeah I did I, and I really did I like I really clocked in on that and I learned how to, to, to do all the I watched so many YouTube videos on like how to mic this how to how to put a microphone on a drum set how to oh, yeah. put a microphone on a saxophone how to you know just everything was uh thanks for the internet it was I was yeah. working from home everybody else you know <laughs> so did you play all those other instruments or i played a lot of the instruments okay. i i did have guests on there for certain things i'm not really a drummer i i can play i do percussion but yeah. i always brought in a drummer and uh, i i did a lot of the bass myself but oh, okay. some of the, i had mark play on a few tracks and the saxophone you, you i didn't do that no okay so um, strings did uh, you guitars and stuff at some point you like you buy yourself some recording equipment that you could do this all yourself yeah i've always had had it um okay. and and uh I, I do love to record music and yeah. i'll be recording again in january and yeah i will be recording other some other people's music this this winter too for, oh that's cool so a new as a new project you're kind of branching out into doing your own recording studio kind of thing 
not like a studio, like a mobile thing. Okay. Like, like I'm more like a, um, it's more of a mobile thing. But right now, my, I I will have my house set up as a okay. functional recording studio. Will be a in month. the church bus. Are you putting the recording studio in there, and that's mobile? I that's definitely one of the I like that idea. The few regrets in my life is that I didn't, I couldn't come up with the cash to buy that thing. <laughs> okay. Because it was a great van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the so your and that that album that you did during the pandemic? There was kind of a theme around that, right? Like the cover image is very beautiful. Do yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, in Beaufort, there's where I lived. There's a beautiful beach, hunting island out there. That's where the Forrest Gump. Uh, war like Vietnam war scenes were filmed. Hmm. That's that, it looks like that. It's, oh, so it's meant. It looks like the jungles of it's, Vietnam. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So there was these cabins that used to be out there on a cabin road, and with these hurricanes that came through in the past ten years, the cabin road all got eroded and washed away. Hmm. And there was one cabin out there still that was about. If you look at the picture on the the album cover it's a it was like a high tide and it's just like this little blue shack cabin that's out on stilts you know or in the middle of the it looks like you know it's just on the uh like 50 yards to 100 yards out into the water yeah. at high tide you know yeah and even though the water is only six foot high or something there it just looks so cool and and that was like i felt like i felt like and it made it through a storm, the storm a few years. And I was like, that's a song. Like, I'm writing down that idea. Yeah. It was like a voice memo. I said to myself, like, okay, song about this cabin. Like, there's a lot of metaphors here. There's like a heavy image. Yeah. Especially like, during the pandemic. It's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so, by itself in the middle mm-hmm. of this body of water. Yeah, and I, I had these songs, and I was searching for a few more just to write to, to finish the album. Mm-hmm. And that I found that voice memo. And I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, like that is a good idea. Yeah. And, and that, and it, I like the song that came from it. There's a song called Low Blue on that record too. I get the funny feeling you'll be the end of me. With that tide to come in, follow along. Keeps on rolling, just like nature's song. It was just like the, I felt like that was just how I felt in a way, you know, yeah. or like how we all felt in a way, maybe like, like, okay, like yeah. the mood of this last standing or something. Cabin. Yeah. Just like, okay. Like there's this thing out there surrounded by the ocean. It's like getting knocked down every day, Yeah. but it's standing there <laughs> it's taking it and yeah. it's, and it's like, it's, it's, and it's like, it made it through like this huge storm. So like. We can too, or I can too. Taylor Swift also took the pandemic opportunity to churn out a bunch of really introspective albums like that. Yeah, she does. She's. I I want to be able to write more. I need to start writing more like that. So that's a goal. She's prolific. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild, huh? So you said starting in the beginning of twenty twenty. So this the show will air January third. So you will be starting. You're launching your. I'll be another album. I'll be like in headphones trying to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I kind of want to talk. So recently, it looked like you've done a bunch of really cool, just unusual specialty shows. Like we talked about this holiday one at the Philharmonic. Um, You were in in November. You were in this traveling Wilburys tribute show. Yeah, that's yeah yeah that's cool. What did you play for that? What, what I was I was an acoustic 
uh, guitar strummer and and I was cast to sing, you know, all those harmonies because that music has all those yes. iconic singers. Multiple singers. And my range was kind of like the George Harrison um, range. Like kind of like that. Yeah. Or, you were like slotting in for his role kind in of. In a way. Like, like, like we didn't really define that, but like that's kind of – but us as like the background singers, like we kind of like found our like yeah. little groove, and I was yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna be kind of like where Harrison is. You be the high, where Jeff Lynne, well, you know, yeah, yeah. You'll be like the low Tom Petty, Bob Dylan. You know? I was like, so for these specialty shows that it was just like a one time performance. How much rehearsal do you guys all do together for this? That one took a lot of rehearsal. Yeah. Um, I think that I probably clocked in. Like with actual rehearsals, definitely over twenty four hours. Okay. Definitely. Like all at Victory North. No, we, there. no, that was we we some uh, somebody had a, a a wonderful garage for us. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, to get all those people together, it was so cool. Yeah. You know, and I, I worked with a, a bunch of people like in the last two months that I've never worked with. I, I'm a real lot. So yeah. that that is so cool. Yeah. I know that, so you mentioned when you first got to Savannah that you saw Eric Culberson, and I know he's like still around doing his, have you ever played with him? We he just did the cool. show together okay. at the Lucas. All right, yeah, nice. we're, we're buds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then the other one I kind of wanted to mention is it in October, I guess, there was that tribute show to Larry Jack who passed away. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. How would we describe him? He was a local man who was very, very supportive of the music scene for years, right? Yeah, I love, I love Larry Jack. I, I miss him so much. My life is not quite as fun. Oh. But I'll get, I'll get it. But like, I gotta, I gotta make it more fun for yeah. like, because like he taught me. Just because he was always out at every show, really supportive. Yeah, he, I mean, just like it was like you, would, and then that turned into like a like a like a very deep friendship, though. You yeah. know, like it like it started out as years of just like, oh my gosh, there's that smiling, happy guy, and, and he would hand you like a CD of like here I'd record this, and it was like all cute, like a mixtape. You know, oh. like oh, a, he made mixed like a Larry Jack bootleg, oh, nice. and like a picture of like the band, and it was just like, like it makes you know, it's like if we could all be more, more like that, yeah, like think yeah. how how much happier so you this, would make people, you know. At this tribute show for him, where you guys is it like playing his favorite songs, basically? We well, we just did that was that one was uh, for the Larry Jack music pr- concert. That was a a. a true reuniting of the accomplices okay yeah and the, and the first time in such a long time with the couple who'd moved away yeah yeah to? and it was yeah it was awesome it was really cool yeah we, we played we it, we didn't skip a beat i swear yeah, That's yeah nice. it was really we were all couldn't be more happy with it you know? where, where had they moved colorado oh that's far mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So they can't um, just, like, pop back for shows a lot. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to try to get them to do more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I kind of wanted to ask, on your on your website, you have a few, like, sort of videos, like, kind of music videos you've done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that, like, an area that you want to start branching into at all? So, like, I there's no way on earth I could seriously, like, like walk down, like, a hallway or, like, act for, like, a music video. Like, it would have to be, like total satire for it for me to okay. do it. like i i could all, like or it's just like me doing 
like that because like that's like an interview or something like I, like that's cool yeah you know? but like uh, I wouldn't do that I don't think that you need that anymore because I guess the videos so far where you have are they're just their performance right kind of there's one that where like I do like an interview before and I'm like walking down the cobblestones like and yeah. like even like 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 I I like that but like even like it makes me blush you know what I mean yeah because yeah. I'm like. Come oh, yeah. on, man. So the idea of conceiving of like <laughs> some kind of story or narrative or putting some other like visuals to it isn't really an avenue you want to. Take, sure, sure. It's all. I'm open to everything. Yeah. You know, I'll try it. You know, <laughs> whatever. I would try. I'm sure. Um, I saw that you have uh, you have a, a couple of Christmas songs you've done. So you're basically like Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's a good. It's hey, there's still time. Yeah. Because this is <laughs> all that's being aired January third. January third, right? This is December twentieth or. Or, right? We can drop in a little bit. Do you know, I could play a little bit of your Christmas song. Would you play? You could play the Christmas on cable. Yes. Yeah. Then I tripled off there. Stick your tongue to the pole. Merry Christmas from the family. And the shitter's floor. And old Santa's gonna be there. And then another one I kind of wanted to ask. You have a ukulele song randomly. Uku Mama? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. Is, is that? Uh, when did you start playing the ukulele? You know, I have to teach myself the chords every time. I have like the sheet or in the, I don't have one currently, okay. but I, so if anyone, if Santa is listening out there, like, you know, <laughs> you know, um, maybe get an ukulele. Well, I was randomly on the library website recently and clicked on like an intriguing sounding page and the library rents out ukuleles Do they? to reserve it and then you can get it and they have two sizes available. That's cool. So. Do you play the ukulele? I, is that how you pronounce it? Am I saying it wrong? What do you? What I've been you saying u- ukulele. Y- you can say whatever you want. Really. I can. Yeah, I think so. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know how to play it. Like I just had played like a little bit of acoustic guitar in high school. And okay. Yeah. Some things like that, but maybe I would be better on the ukulele because I have really small hands. Yeah, you know, hey, and the great thing is, is you just put one finger down on on this one string, yeah. and then you play all the, the the four strings, and it's a note. Like it's like a C chord or, or something. Okay, so it's especially easy, basically. It like to just strum three chords and and if anybody's interested in getting music, I mean it. You can three chords in the truth or three chords and a melody is is uh, yeah. most most of what's going on. Yeah. You know, right. and, and then every now and then they'll throw in that little other chord that hurts yeah, your, hurts just, your finger. Just a random chord change. Yeah, but um, but you know it's. That's where you st- a good place to start for sure, you okay, know? Um, cool. Do you have, I'm kind of curious, like, your your thoughts on the Savannah music scene at this moment since you've been here since 2008, mm-hmm. you've lived here steadily, are there, what are your thoughts about, like, how it is, like, the number of venues and the variety of things available? What do you think of it right now? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards the optimistic view, you know, of, of Savannah. Um, yeah. I, I think that that there is new places opening all the time. We're, I'm, we're sitting in one right now, you know? Yes. I mean, there's new places opening all the time. That, yeah, that we're sitting want. in the room next to Agatha's tea and coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, you know, it's it, it could be a music venue soon. Yes. And there's all kinds of things happening. There's new opportunities opening all the time. I personally am really focused, like laser focused on being a a producer of quality music events in the city. Yeah. You know, in the next, you know, for the 
for the future. You know, I've the, this last six months I've been a part of just a big shows that are that take a lot of energy and but yeah. they they just that's what I think the 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 patrons that love music they they'll go to these things they trust that we're that we're gonna do a good job and that these are that's you know this is a great city it's it's a so proud of, to live here yeah. and be a part of of the the art community you know and it's uh it, it's it feels like it's really supportive and 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 uh just there's so many lovely people yeah to work with and yeah it's just okay like i'm like the opportunity's there i'm gonna you know i'm, I'm gonna try to take it and, so and and do things the, the direction you wanted to go in in the near future is like more of these kind of bigger specialty shows with lots of people together yeah or even just smaller like more intimate 75 people in a space that maybe yeah it wasn't that's not the the normal case for it or just uh, putting energy into the community and like the, our music community and collaborating and yeah. that is what is a, is a huge passion of mine if you had like infinite money what would you do next in savannah what would you in create? savannah yeah infinite money yeah wow i guess i'd just give everybody a bunch of money and, and, <laughs> and i'd be the I'd be adored. Okay. Everybody. I mean, just like, like, okay, everybody gets 100K. Like a universal basic income. If you live here and, you, and you've been here for six months. Okay. Okay? Well, I meant like... And if you haven't been I meant here like for six a, months... like a music project that you would start oh, okay. or a venue or something. <laughs> like, what would you... Like, for the music scene, if you had money. Okay. What would you do? Well, I guess... I guess, like, just uh, put together a an orchestra like the, like we just did and just pick the right singer for the right song yeah. like, like and, and do it in the Lucas or do yeah. something like something similar to what just happened like that was the greatest thing I've ever been a part of I think like to count off one two three four and 80 people play with you that is yeah, that's the the highest feeling I've ever had like on a stage for sure and that was very cool that it's multimedia that there were these little video shorts stuck in there too of people being interviewed yeah so. oh yeah so I don't know I thought that that was great I think that that, that you know that would be the way to go for yeah. me yeah do you have any dream venues you haven't played in yet that you'd really like to in Savannah I have not played at that uh the little Savannah Theater that's that's downtown um, across from McDonough's and Fancy Parker's, like right on that square. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's The called? one where they have those long-running musicals and things? Yeah, you know, like, like that would be cool because it's yeah. just, um, I don't know. It, it, I understand it's one of the oldest theaters yeah. in the country or something. Yeah. I've been in there once for they um, the Savannah Book Festival has used it for speakers before. So I've okay. been in there. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Um, and uh, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, that would be a new one. Mm. I, I've weirdly played the Johnny Mercer Theater, which is, it was very strange. That's in the Civic Center? Yeah. I've, yeah. Like, I, I, okay. I played like a couple songs in there. It was very, it was, and then, but. Uh, I hear from somebody else that the acoustics in there are not good. I'm not sure. I, I've heard that. I've also seen like awesome shows there. I saw John Prine there. Oh, it was yeah? great. I just was, you know, I don't know. See? Um, it looks like you won in 2022 that you won the Connect Savannah's Best Americana Artist, which wow. is very cool. <laughs> That's, That's cool. Hey, yeah. hey, sure. You, you know, award. it didn't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, let's see. 
What else? Is there anything else? Um, any kind of closing thoughts you want to talk about? New directions you're going in? or You kind of alluded when I asked if there was a venue you wanted to play in, and you asked if I'm in Savannah. Is there somewhere outside of Savannah that's a dream for you to play in? You know, I love these, these uh, smaller theaters that, that just are, are – they just uh, – that's what – when I grew up thinking about playing, performing, or it's like being on a stage with, with a, in a grand – you know theater that has all that history and yeah. uh and uh, it's that's that's it that's so cool i love those small little movie theater kind of like places too like like yeah that you could tell they were a movie theater in the 80s but before that they were something else and or maybe you, you know like, like i like that i just love that um those kind of places i used to live um just there's that hungry world theater that abandoned old theater at like east broad and gwinnett Mm-hmm. And there's two houses next door to it, and I used to live in one of those. And that thing, I think, is being renovated into something else. But that was like... I think it's like going to be a restaurant or something. Is though. it? Okay. It was originally, I think it was like one of the first black-owned businesses Yeah, yeah, that's right. Town. It's going to be like a that cafe was a restaurant. cool place. Yeah. Anyway. It should, I wish it would just be a more than our theater. I know. But I'm sure that the restaurant will be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, well um, and anything else you kind of want to leave us with? Or an idea of what to... Um, so people can look at your website, right, to see where all you're playing? You play very yeah, regularly. Yeah, I'm not playing a whole lot in January. I, I kind of use January as my um, plan and book my dates for 2024 and record music. And, yeah. And that's the one time where I just kind of – I go, okay, like this is time to, to – get the ideas down that you were too busy for yeah you know and regroup and yeah it's like you know that's and i'm it's like there she is the old guitar it's just sitting there like like out of the case in the corner of the room i grab it every day yeah and i i i just i don't do that when i'm playing already 25 30 hours a week on it that makes sense as much you know like right now it's like it's like it's calling me yeah you know but we can so we'll keep an eye on on your instagram i know you post yeah so when you start to be booking gigs again we'll look at your instagram and then eventually there'll be news on how to get your album that you're going to work on it's very cool i hope so yeah i hope it's fruitful well thank you so much matt this has been a pleasure it's been great talking to you yeah this was a lot of fun thanks for having me